Dear Jesus, could you please do me a favor and just kill all of your followers and start over again? Just that. No, no, Jesus wouldn't go for that. Uh, dear Jesus, aloha. It's Jeremy. Uh, Vaney. I, I know we haven't um, spoken in a long time. Primarily because you don't exist, but I mean, a distant second reason would be that your followers do. I mean, still. And the thing is, they think that because they're following a dead, for over 2,000 years, man, that somehow that makes them good people even though they do really, really bad things. I mean, like, really bad things. Like, I don't believe in evil necessarily, but if I did, they'd be doing evil things. I think a lot of them are mentally ill, but the sick things they do are still indistinguishable from what you would call evil. So, in the end, it doesn't really matter if they have a mental illness, or they're evil, or they're just doing bad things. They're doing bad things. And they have to know it because they've seen movies. I mean, maybe maybe they read books, too, other than the Bible. I don't know. But if they've read the Bible, they know what bad things are, right? I mean, you pretty much spelled it out for them on, on every page. But they do them. And they say they're on your side. They're... Some of them say they're, they're doing your bidding. And those of us who don't believe in you, we're the ones that have to turn the other cheek. Look the other way. Pretend they're just uneducated swine. The dumbed-down masses, and if we can just help them. The problem is, they also think that about us, except they don't want to help us. They want to annihilate us, but not in the our-undoing way. Not not in the selfless, dissolving of self-center way. No, they pretty much just want to uh, enslave and kill us. Thankfully, they haven't made it that far. But they do all this anti-life stuff, and they claim that it's pro-life. They do this anti-freedom stuff, and they claim it's freedom. And then when you say, just even like, here's a small example of an innocuous thing... Say you go on a message board or a Facebook group and or a t Twitter group. These are all social media, Jesus. Uh, which is clearly the work of the devil. Because if you go on any of these formats and you say something just as small as, hey, instead of buying fireworks for the 4th of July this year, could you maybe consider not doing that because it scares the bejesus out of animals, dogs and cats, cower in fear. Your very own pets. And you'll inevitably get a response from at least one person who will say, Why are you trying to take away my freedoms? And uh, they'll write it down, but you can pretty much imagine that that's the voice behind it. Jesus, I know it's been a while, but maybe don't even take my word for it. Just kind of look. Look at what's going on. I mean, all right, let, let's just put it this way. I know this is a bit American-centric because it's where I live, but in America, there are certain people 
who believe that the Constitution is a holy document or a sacred document, something, you know, that you or your dad had something to do with. I don't know where your mom in this is, probably being spirit-channeled by New Agers. By the way, why is your mom being channeled by New Agers and not you? It's never really Jesus who's being channeled. It's always Mary. What is that? I mean, no disrespect to your mom, but was she really that big of a figure in the Bible? <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway. Where was I? Ah, yes, the Constitution, Jesus. A bunch of old white slave owners made that, and somehow it's a sacred document. And some people wanted to defend it by trying to destroy the country because their favorite right-wing media figures told them to. I mean, that's crazy, right? They tried to destroy the very country. They're still trying to destroy it. They're still trying to rig elections and steal elections and intimidate other voters and, you know, the whole thing. And the, the weird thing is, I mean, it's like they've got the, the piece of it right, the sentiment in a sense of, like, everything's wrong. Something's not quite right here. Um, we need to speak truth to power, you know, the sort of sentiment. But, but then that gets manipulated by the media figures who tell them how to funnel their anger and who to funnel it toward. And it's always the wrong people. It's always the very people who are trying to help them not be as oppressed or at least are neutral. <laughs> uh, it's never the ones who are actually trying to uh, murder them in their sleep. Those people are the ones in bed with these media figures. They're all psychotics. And somehow they're running the show. Somehow they've got us so backwards that we think billionaires are heroes. Didn't you turn the table on the money changers? We worship them now when we're not worshiping you. So that's, that's on the one hand. And on the other hand, you, you have other right-wing fascists who also believe that the Constitution is a sacred document who want to be the good guys. But what they mean is that they'll defend it. So they defended democracy on January 6th and beyond. Really, prior to January 6th. You know, the whole machination of trying to topple the government to install a dictator. And right-wing politics has always been authoritarian. I guess there, there are just some right-wingers who didn't think it would end in authoritarianism. <laughs> Somehow they thought they could just keep scraping away everyone's rights and taking away their money and stealing and doing war and causing anger and white privilege rage and all of that with what? No repercussions? So now those people somehow are the heroes, the ones that were confused that how did this ever happen to my party? The Republican Party, how did it happen? Well, you happened. But now you're the good guy. And now you're defending the Constitution also because you say it's a sacred document. And then you talk about how awful that president was who was behind all of this tearing down of democracy, that, that evil Donald Trump. And then in the next breath, say that if he's the Republican candidate, you'll vote for him. 
I mean, this is the type of crazy we're talking about here. It's a lunatic on evil violence. Is that a thing? It's a thing in 2022, Jesus. And that's just here. And that's just a taste. Remember Russia? Was there a Russia when you were around? I don't know. There was probably like a Prussia or something. But there's a Russia now. It was the Soviet Union. It was a godless country. And then suddenly, oh, the wall tumbled and Christianity was allowed in. And now Vladimir Putin, who is a relic of the Soviet Union, who wants to recreate the Soviet Union, ostensibly before he dies of cancer, apparently, part of his tactic to use his own right-wing state-run media against the people is to say that uh, Ukraine, which he's attacking now, is a um, godless fascist country, and they're the good Christian soldiers going in there. But Putin's a lot like Trump. He wouldn't know how to hold the Bible upside up if he had it in his hand. And we're supposed to believe that the Russian people don't know this because their media is so state-run, I guess, so propagandistic that it has them all brainwashed, but that's hard to believe seeing what happened here. We've got the same story playing out here, except you can see that most of those people want to be brainwashed. And this is the thing about that type of political brainwashing. America is all about pull yourself up by the bootstraps, rugged individualism, which goes nicely with Manifest Destiny and it's a sacred text and all that. Because basically, it sets you up on a hero's journey that is preordained holy. And it's you, you, you and the world. Not really you against the world, although I guess it is because capitalism. But it's you capitalizing on the world to make it to the top. And Jesus wants it that way. That's you, Jesus. If you're keeping score. Well, all of this self-righteousness... All of this dominion over the earth, all of this Bible-thumping hoo-ha, gives them permission in their own heads to sort of let the id monster out, right? To let all that repressed anger and rage, sadness, depression, confusion, just let it fly. Lash out. It's not coordinated, so, of course, right-wingers and white supremacist groups, militias, people with tactical minds, they, they funnel that rage. It starts with the media and it ends on the ground and being good little Christian soldiers, I guess. So there's a part of them that wants to do it and there's a part of them that has it preordained, holy, it's righteous, it's America, America. Can't be that different in Russia, can it? Can't be that different anywhere where there's a separative mind, divorced from all that's around it, believing in dominion over others. Needing to convince themselves that the people around them are subhuman so they can have dominion over them too. Not just animals, not just plants and trees, not just Mama Earth herself. This is how slavery begins. Again and again and again. You had slavery back then, didn't you? It's happening here. It's happening in Russia. It's happening to various degrees all over the world, although other countries have, for better or for worse, in this case maybe better, um, a 
full-fledged sense of cultural identity that this country simply does not have. And so maybe that can bring them together. Maybe that center can hold. But America's center is the self. We are nothing but self-centered. And we're doing it for you. We're taking away women's rights to their own body for you. We're taking away voting rights for you. We want to segregate schools again in your name. Can you believe this? And here I thought you were more of a hippie. <laughs> Guess what they would do to hippies? Jesus, I know you've heard this complaint before. This isn't new. And usually it ends in someone telling you, hey, could you do something about this? Could you, could you have a talk with your people? But I think we're beyond that now. Your people are uh, back crap crazy. So what I'm going to ask for is if there's an afterlife and these people truly are going to go live with you in heaven, well, I don't want to be a part of that. I, I've had enough of living with them. I've seen, I've seen what that's about. It's not, it's not pretty, as, as I've outlined here, Jesus. If you want to live with them, that's great. You, you go ahead and live with them. But I don't think that I should be tortured a moment longer in hell. I think uh, this has been torture enough. I mean, maybe that's my white privilege talking. But I speak on behalf of all colors, if that, if that helps. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me there. Uh, if they do... You can write to Jesus. Jesus at rundoing.com. No, don't do that. Uh, Jesus, are you still there? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Here's what I'm asking. Bring back purgatory. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to that heaven with those people. Your heaven. So, can we just bring back purgatory? Well, just, uh, we can all sit there and we can redo Earth while they go play harps on clouds or whatever it is. I mean, that's a good middle ground, right? Literally, it's a middle ground. And then you can send all the psychos and the right-wingers and the Fox News people. They, they can all go to uh, hell. That's where they belong. I mean, far be it for me to tell you how to do your job. But lately, it kind of feels like you're not doing any sort of job. And the thing is, the problem is that it's infectious, you know? The self-centeredness. I mean, it's taking us all down. It's not just taking down the right wing. There are plenty of left-wingers and centrists and non-political types who have done nothing to protect women's rights except say that they support women's rights. And now that women's rights have been taken away, they're up in arms. Oh my God, what a travesty. But where were they right before the gavel cracked down? Where were they all those decades? Not out in the street. And yet as I say that, I realize that the left-wingers have had power over the years and have done nothing except fundraise off this. They haven't codified Roe versus Wade. Heck, they haven't even put Donald Trump in jail for leading an insurrection against his own country. <laughs> All they do is fundraise off this stuff. 
and they please their corporate donors. I mean, they are Republican light. I mean, get this. Literally, as good as the insurrection hearings have been, they've been showing them on TV, you know, and you get to watch all the crimes being committed in the name of you and freedom. Uh, the way that the narrative is skewed is toward Republicans to beef up their sense of what's right and wrong so that the non-insurrection lunatic Republicans, selfish, psychotic Republicans, completely selfish, racist, sexist, homophobic Republicans, so that that group of liars can feel strong enough to try to take their party back, as Nancy Pelosi said, to have a a strong Republican party. Because that's what we need, a strong oppositional force. So the Democrats are busy building up the Republican Party, and the Republicans are just kind of, you know, waffling and on the one hand and going complete fascist on the other. Who's looking out for the Democrats? Not the corporations, obviously. Not the middle-of-the-road, complete waste-of-space centrists. Not the profiteers. I'm talking about the progressives. I'm talking about the poor. The lower middle class. If that even exists anymore. The quote-unquote have-nots. The oppressed. The systemically harmed among us. Who's looking out for them? What party is doing that? It's funny how many people will be offended by this who aren't even uh, big believers in you. They're just political. And they're right-wingers or they're middle-of-the-roaders. And maybe they'll say that this is completely unfair because, hey, what is politics even doing in a show about spirituality in the first place? Except, Jesus, I think you knew a thing or two about politics, didn't you? And... Politics is an extension of your ethics, which, on a good day, is an extension of your morals, right? So politics and spirituality are intertwined. And I suppose I, I could take the George Carlin route and say, well, let's just, let's just pop some popcorn and sit back and watch, folks, because it doesn't matter. But I'm not a millionaire comedian. Or dead. <laughs> so... I gotta live here, and uh, there are people who have it far worse off than I do. I don't have it bad off at all. And so I have to do what's right by them. Even if it is voting for the lesser of evils, because the poorly educated and the overly educated may as well be the one voting block that keeps us from Supporting, even knowing about, often, politicians who do have our best interest in mind. You know, funny thing is, the people who are sitting there protecting us, protecting the sacred constitution from the slobs in the street, those people 
also believe in you and they're highly educated. A lot of these people are Harvard educated, Yale educated, like the, the best of the best institutions. And all of their education has done nothing for them morally. It has done nothing to affect their politics. So politics really isn't about just like an educated specialty, or is it? It's really, truly is about being an extension of ethics. You can be as educated as, well-educated as anyone in the world and still a fascist. You can use your education toward fascistic ends. You can keep people down for profit. You can enforce a system that does that. And you can pump money into propaganda that tells them that what they're doing is the sacred work of Jesus. That's where we are. That's a tall order to rise up against, isn't it? So how do we do it? We can't do it. It's impossible. I mean, people are gonna. They're gonna try. They're gonna take to the streets. They're gonna do protests. They're gonna unionize. They're gonna take their scraps and bits and pieces and say, look, we're making progress. And, oh, once again, I've heard, Jesus, that life is about learning. This is what some of the white people say. Well, other colors too, but mainly it's white people who say that, that this is all about education and, and learning and we got to do the right thing and, and we're gonna this time. And it's like just a means to procrastinate and sort of alleviate our guilt over what we're actually about. And until we get right with that, that person, us, me, then even talking about you is just kind of putting our crap on you, isn't it? And in a sense, that's your fault because you did kind of say, hey, give me all your crap, just believe in me and um, you'll get to heaven. I want it. Give me your baggage. But they don't want you to have their baggage so that they're clear and free inside. They want to give you their baggage as an extension of themselves so that they can excuse themselves to go on and do these things in your name. It's not them doing it, it's Jesus. You see what you did there? Bit of a screw-up on your end. But an inevitable one, because anything you would say as an enlightened person is just going to be thrown back in your face and be used against you and against the world, ultimately. That's inevitable. It's the inevitable screw-up. Inevitable so long as we remain in this divorced, separative mind. You know, the Old Testament mind, Jesus, dominion over the earth, God creating the heavens and the earth. Uh, it's tricky, that Genesis. There is nothingness from which all springs. But God's put prior to that puppeteering it all. And that part's a lie, isn't it? Your dad's a bit of a lie. You're also a bit of a lie, but, you know, you're closer. And maybe that's why so many people take you in vain and not, I don't know, what is your dad's name, Yahweh? <laughs> Jehovah, something, I don't know, I don't know who that is. Good. 
God. Whoever your, whoever your daddy is. <laughs> they know he's a lie. But you, you're a little closer. You're a little more hardy, aren't you? And we don't like that, so we have to kind of tear you down. I mean, if they didn't like you back in your day when you were alive, what do you think is going to happen now that we're like that plus guns? Just crucify it again and again, except this time it's the people who believe in you. So the mind that does all of that and has been doing that for thousands of years, maybe we need to dissolve that mind. Maybe we need to stop fighting the good fight or the evil fight. Stop trying to own each other, either online or literally. Stop putting all of our activist energy toward diversions and, well, even rage in the streets. And look at ourselves in the mirror. Do that inward journey, not that outward one. It's a real short journey. It's one step. One step in, looking at you with honesty. Which is its own clarity. You don't even have to search for it. You just have to be honest with yourself. And there's the clarity. Barring that, when we die, really die, not, you know, death of self while the body is alive, when we really, really die, physically die, old age, car accident, whatever it is, Trump neighbors, <laughs> however we go, can we go to purgatory? Pretty please with sugar? And just wait it out. Give you some time to acclimate yourself to your flock in heaven and see what they're all about. I think after a billion Karens and Chads, you're, you're going to be all set with that, Jesus. Who knows? You may even end up enjoying the company of non-believers. Lord knows I do. Anyway, thanks for reading. Aloha Nui Loa and all that. I mean, if you did read, I wouldn't blame you for not reading. I practically wrote a book. I would have prayed, except I think that's more Santa's gig, right? Isn't he the one you pray to and you're the one you write to? Or is it, uh... Wait, is that why I don't get gifts? That's why I don't get gifts. Well, perhaps you can give me the one gift of purgatory. Amen. Yours truly. With genuine affection. Your buddy, Jer. Remy Vaney. XOXO.